I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the playbook. I, I don't know, but I'm just thinking that, that that play probably was not in the playbook. Uh, we're so glad you're here this morning. My name is Nick. I'm the lead pastor uh, here at Timber Ridge Church, and we're honored uh, that you would take time out of your weekend to come and to hang out with us. And uh, we are in week four of a series called Game Plan, and it's all about finding uh, the right X's and O's for the game of life. And I don't know if you know this or not, but the average NFL playbook is about as thick as a copy of Webster's Dictionary. And not only are NFL players required to learn that playbook, it practically is treated like their Bible. In fact, a lot of NFL rookies will will talk about sleeping with the playbook under their pillow so no one tries to take their playbook. They they literally treat it like the most important book uh, in their lives. And one of the biggest sins in the NFL is to lose your playbook. Every now and then you'll hear a story about a player who lost their playbook because you're giving away all the secrets of the trade for your team for that particular season. And usually, unless you're a superstar, if you lose the playbook, that ends up with you losing your job. You get cut from the team. However, if you are a superstar, you might survive. But even then, if you lose your playbook, uh, there's an NFL fine uh, posed on you of almost $10,000. It's $9,915 for any NFL player who loses their playbook. That's the importance of the playbook in the NFL because it's the player's guide to everything that they are supposed to accomplish and everything that they need to know for that season. The playbook is a big deal. And we actually all have a playbook when it comes to the game of life. We, we have a playbook that, that teaches us and instructs us and guides us on how we are to live in, in a winning way, how we're to find success in life, how we're to deal with the challenges and the ups and downs of life, how, how, to, how to live in a, in a way, how to play the game in such a way that we do it rightly. And it's important that we handle that playbook properly. So if you have your Bible this morning, open it to Joshua chapter 1. That's where we're going to be starting out this morning. If you don't have a Bible, no need to panic, uh, no need to freak out. All the words on the screen uh, will be on the screen behind me. You can follow along there. If you're new to church or new to the Bible, the Bible's divided up into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is a record of the history and movement of God before the coming of His Son Jesus into the world. And everything in the Old Testament points forward that one day God will send a rescuer to rescue people from their sins. That's the story of the New Testament. It's the story of the rescuer, the Messiah, the Son of God. His name is Jesus. It's the story of his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. That means he came back to life and the beginnings of his early church. And so we're going to start out this morning uh, in the Old Testament in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And and the Lord is speaking to Joshua, one of his followers. And God tells Joshua this, study this book of instruction. He's talking about the Bible. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed 
in all you do. And so God speaks to Joshua and he tells him to study the word of God continually. Meditate on it. Study the playbook. Obey it. Do what it says. And only if you properly handle God's word, only if you study God's word and meditate on it and obey it and, and put it into practice, only then will you prosper and be successful in all you do. God tells Joshua, here's your playbook for life. And only when you follow the playbook will you be prosperous, will you be successful in how you live your life. In fact, that brings us to our big idea this morning, the idea we want to wrap our mind around as we spend time in God's Word. And it's this, that the Bible is God's playbook for my life. God hasn't left me without a game plan. God hasn't left me without a playbook. God hasn't left you without a game plan. He hasn't left you without a playbook. That The Bible is God's playbook for our life. And so if my success, if winning the game of life depends on the playbook, how do I handle God's playbook for my life? You hear about the NFL players never letting their playbook out of their side, sleeping with it under their pillow, locking it in their car if they ever have to be away from it. They, they handle that playbook properly. For you and I, how do we handle God's playbook properly? How do we handle God's playbook for our life? Well, I, I want us to look at two principles that are found in the Word of God uh, this morning, two principles uh, on how we can handle God's playbook for our lives properly. The first one is this, learn God's Word. If we're going to handle the playbook properly, we have to learn God's Word. Here's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is inspired by God, and it's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. You see, Paul, a follower of Jesus, is writing to this young guy named Timothy, and he's instructing Timothy on how he should live his life. He's also instructing Timothy on how he should impact others and lead in the church, and he's coaching Timothy is basically what he's doing. He, he's, Paul is Timothy's spiritual mentor. He's, he's Timothy's spiritual coach, and he tells him this, that God's word, that the scriptures are given to us to teach us what to do and to teach us what not to do. That, that God's word teaches us the right things to do and helps us recognize the wrong ways to live in order that we might avoid them. Basically, what Paul is telling Timothy is this, that, that, that God's word is your playbook. So read it, study it. Learn it because it teaches you the right way, the successful way, the winning way to live your life in such a way that honors God. And it teaches you the wrong way to avoid if you want to live a life that honors God. Paul is telling Timothy that the Bible is your playbook. The Bible talks about itself in several different, in several different places. One of those is in the book of Psalm, in Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The, the psalmist was, was blatantly clear that the key to a successful life, the key to living life in a way that honors God, that success, the key to living life in a right way, what was to, to learn and know and study the word of God. To, to, to see God's word as our daily God, as our daily playbook. And, and here's a struggle for a lot of us. We, we want God's blessing in our life. 
We, we want God to help us prosper and make us successful and help us battle the storms of life and help us face the things that come our way. And so we say, God, I want you to bless my life. And God says, okay, in my word, I've said walk this way. And if you will walk this way, then I will bless your life. And, and, and the struggle is so many times we, we want to say, yeah, but that's really hard, God. I don't, I, you know, I don't really know I can do this. I'm going to just walk over this way, and I want you to bless my life. And God, bless me over here, bless me over here, bless me over here. And God says, no, walk in the way that I've already instructed in the playbook, in my word, because this is the place that I bless. And so if you want God's blessings in your life, you have to live according to his game plan for life. And that's, that's revealed in his word. God's word says that the person who prospers, that's what Joshua said, if you want to be prosperous if you want to succeed in all you do. Obey the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. Study the Word of God. That, that the person who actually picks up God's Word and reads it and studies it and learns it and obeys it, that that's the person who will be successful in life. Now, if we know that, you think that we would do that, Right? But according to LifeWay, a group that does research on churches all across America, their latest research says that only 19% of people who claim to follow Jesus and attend church regularly. So if you claim to follow Jesus and you attend church regularly, less than one out of five of the people who do that actually read God's word on a regular basis. If we have a playbook that has a winning game plan, it's almost insanity that we wouldn't consult it for the game plan for our life. We've got to learn God's word. So although most, most people who follow Jesus would agree that if I want to honor God, I've got, to, I've got to spend time in his word, most of us aren't doing it. Very few of us are actually learning God's word on a regular basis. And that's one of the things that we're passionate about here at Timber is we want to help you do that. And so we have this thing called called the Read Plan. It's a real simple way to read the Bible. We put it on our website. We have uh, Reap Guides. Actually, if you want the Reap Guide, it's a simple Bible reading plan uh, where you read one chapter of God's Word a day. A chapter in the Bible is really short. Don't think like a chapter in a book. It, it doesn't take a lot, a lot of time at all. Very short. But if you want an easy Bible reading plan and you're the print format kind of person, we've got a bunch of Reap Bible plans available that go all the way through the end of the year at our Connection Center today. You can pick them up on your way out and take them with you. But we want to make it as easy as possible. We've printed them in the past. We've put them online in the past. Uh, we're going to deliver it to you on a daily basis now. We're just going to make it as easy as possible. And we're not going to show up at your house. If you have your phone, you can get it out. And if you would like the daily Bible reading plan that we go through here at Timber Ridge Church, uh, texted straight to your phone every day. So you have the chapter that, the, that, that as a church as a whole that we're reading every single day. You just text the word REAP, R-E-A-P, to 33733. And every day you will get a text that says, here's the, here's the chapter of the day. Open it up on your phone, read it right there. We want to make it as simple as possible for people to read God's Word. And in fact, if you're like, I, I don't even know where to start, though. I, I, don't know, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. If you texted me, I wouldn't even know what to do with that. Or maybe you say, I've read the Word in the past, but I feel a little rusty. I need some help on like reading it and getting something out of it. If that's you, I want to invite you to join me tomorrow night, right here in this building, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Fearless Mom, our Fearless 
mom study will be going on right in this room. And then right in the cafe, I'm going to be leading uh, a workshop on a beginner's guide to reading the Bible. So if, you, if you're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm rusty on that, or I just like some new, I feel like sometimes I get stuck, and I just like some new ideas, or I don't even know where to start. If that applies, if any of those apply to you, I would encourage you to show up tomorrow night at 630 uh, right here in the cafe. And I'm going to uh, lead just a, a very interactive workshop on how to, to read God's Word and really get something out of it in our lives. Because if God's Word is the playbook for our life, I've got to learn the playbook. I've got to learn God's Word. But it doesn't stop there. I've also got to live God's Word. The second thing that I've got to do uh, if God's Word is the playbook for, for my life is I've got to live God's Word. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 26, Jesus says this, Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Jesus is teaching his, his followers here an important principle, and he compares obeying and following God's word to the foundation of a home. He says that the person who obeys God's word, the person who actually puts into practice the playbook that God has given us for life, is like a person who has built their house on a solid foundation, on a foundation of solid rock. But if anyone simply hears God's word and doesn't put it into practice, Practice, it's like a person who's built their house on the sand. When the storms come, the house will collapse. And here's the principle that Jesus is teaching, that when it comes to God's word, the end goal isn't hearing God's word or learning God's word. It's living it out. It's putting it into practice. It's living it out. It's applying the word of God to our lives and actually doing what it says. Here's what Jesus is saying, that the question of maturity... For someone who follows Jesus isn't simply, do I read the Word of God? Do I know a lot of the Word of God? Can I tell you a lot of stories that are found in the Bible? Could I win a Bible trivia game? That's not the, that's not the mark of maturity for the follower of Jesus. The, the question of maturity for the follower of Jesus is this, what do I do with what I've heard? What do I do with what I've heard? What do I do with what I've read? What, what do I do with the Word of God that I've learned? We have to live it out. That's the question of maturity. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 says this, Don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see, for your, you see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You've got to do what it says. James echoes what Jesus says. He says we shouldn't just listen to the Word. We, we shouldn't just read the Word. We shouldn't just learn the Word. We have to do what it says. We have to put the plays into practice in the game of life. That's what James is saying. You've got to take the playbook. And yes, you've got to learn it. 
But at the end of the day, you've got to get on the field in the game of life, and you've got to put the plays in practice if you're going to be successful and live in a way that honors God. And, it's, and James echoes what Jesus says, that it's not how much of God's word do I know, it's how much of God's word do I show. How much of God's word do I apply to my life? How much of God's word am I living out in my life? And James says that God's word is like a mirror. He says the word of God is like a mirror. I don't want to blind you, um, but you can, you can see yourselves in that mirror maybe. Am I holding it up good? Uh, you can see yourselves in that mirror. James says that the word of God is like a mirror. Uh, most of us, I can tell by looking at you this morning, most of you looked in the mirror before you came here this morning, right? Some of you, maybe you skipped that, uh, but most of you, you looked in the mirror uh, before you came here this morning. And, and James says that God's word is like a mirror. What's a mirror's job? It plainly shows you what is there. It plainly shows you what is there so you can correct the imperfections. It plainly reveals what is there so you can correct any imperfections. The Word of God is a mirror, and its primary purpose, according to James, is to reveal who we really are in light of who God really is. And the end goal isn't just to hear the Word of God. It isn't just to read the Word of God, but it's to look in the mirror, to look at God's Word and say, this is who I really am in light of who God really is, and these are the changes and adjustments I need to make in my life to live in such a way as to honor God. I've got to apply it. I've got to live it out because here's the deal. Just looking in the mirror doesn't make you any prettier. It doesn't. Like you got up this morning, you just look in the mirror and you think to yourself, man, my hair's a hot mess. And you just walk out the door it's still a hot mess. I mean, none of you ladies in here, but like sometimes ladies at other churches go to church with their hair and it's a hot mess, right? But not at this church. Or guys, you walk by the mirror and you got your shirt off and you walk by and you go, whoa, I need to do something about that. And then you leave and go to the Chinese food buffet. The mirror has not helped you at all, right? It has not done you any good. Many of us believe that the Bible changes our lives and that is false. The Bible will not change your life. The application of the Bible through the power of the Holy Spirit will change your life. You see, the mirror only provi provides us with a context to see what needs to be changed. The mirror doesn't do us any good until we apply what it conveys to us. Simply hearing God's word or reading God's word doesn't make me any more Christ-like than looking in the mirror makes me any more beautiful. You have to apply the changes that you see. You see, following Jesus isn't about learning the playbook alone. You've got to get in the game of life and you've got to put the plays into practice. It's about following the playbook and living out what the word of God teaches us. Uh, Johan and I have been married for 11 years, a little over 11 years, that's right, um, a little over 11 years. I thought that was right, but I just said it out loud, it didn't sound right. Um, we've been married a little over 11 years, and uh, we were married three months, and I, spent, I had to go spend a couple weeks in Germany. 
uh, with a, a youth group on a, on a mission trip that I took with some students to go and, and, uh, and, and uh, invest in some uh, unreached people, groups that were living in Germany at the time. And, and uh, so we went over to, to serve in Germany, and it was our first time as newlyweds to be apart that long. And, uh, and so when I got to Germany, I opened up my, my suitcase, and every single day there was a note for the morning and a note for the evening that she had written me. Um, like I said, we were newlyweds. It was our first time to, to, to be apart that long. And so she had written me these, these love letters, if you will, for every morning, just encouraging me, telling me how much she loved me. And for every evening, she had written these love letters. And man, I thought it was so awesome. So I get up in the morning. I, the first thing I did in the morning was to, to tear open that note and read it and see what it said. And then as soon as we were done for the day, I was ready to get back to the hostel that we were staying at uh, so that I could tear open that note and, and read it and, and see what she had written me uh, for that evening. And, you know, here's the thing. It wasn't that I was, I was like, man, I can't wait to see, to, to like feel that paper. It wasn't like her penmanship is so beautiful that, that I can't wait, I can't, I can't wait to, to read that penmanship. It wasn't like she's hidden these deep, dark secrets about life in these letters, and so I can't wait to unravel the mystery. You know why I wanted to read those letters and why I so quickly in the morning got up to read the letters and so quickly came back from, from a day of serving to read those letters? It was because of the love I had for the one who wrote them and the love she had for me. And you see, God doesn't give us a playbook because he says, well, these these folks, they're not going to be able to figure it out on their own, so I'm just going to throw them some wisdom. The Bible is a love letter that God gives to his creation because he loves them. And our response back to the gift of God's word is to say, God, I love you enough that I can't wait to meet with you in the pages of this book. That I can't wait to... To, to learn the things that you want to teach me. I can't wait to apply them to my lives because, God, you didn't give me your word as a chore or as a rule book or, or, or as some standard that I, I could never live up to. You gave me your word because you love me. And I want to learn it. And I want to live it out because I love you back. The playbook. God's word, the Bible, is a playbook for our life. And if we will learn to properly handle the playbook by learning the word of God and living it out, we will live a life where we love God back. And that's the kind of life that God blesses and uses for an impact in this world. Let's pray together.